Hey everyone, welcome to the Chef's Wife's Life podcast. My name is Summer and I'm your host. Thank you for pressing play again. We've been in this series of seven accelerators of gratitude, love, discipline, integrity, passion, humility, and wisdom. And today you get to hear from my good friend Cheryl on the attribute of integrity. She is just super cool and I think that you're really going to enjoy this conversation. So sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome Cheryl, thank you for braving the podcast with me and sitting in and doing this. For sure. <laughs> I am very excited to be here with you. I know you, but my listeners don't. So can you give us kind of a brief background of who you are? Um, brief background of who I am. That's a life question I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> who am I? <laughs> I'm in season three of my life. So, you know, we go through different transformations of who we are in life. Um, but today I am a single parent to four children, 16, 10, 8, and 5 years old. Um, I was married for over 15 years, and I am happily currently divorced. My ex-spouse just had some personal issues that um, led him to be very, very um, abusive, and I was able to get out of that situation and move on. It's been fun to kind of watch her grow over the years in different areas. So we have known each other, oh my goodness, I think we met (laughs) on our first Serve Saturday cleaning up litter. I feel like you were pregnant for Ian at the time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hey, Maya loves Eden and Mm -hmm. we're going to be friends. And you were probably like, oh my gosh, this girl's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. (laughs) I think that was my first time I met you because Maya had been talking about Eden in Sunday school for a while. But then we joined a small group together mm-hmm. at the Velasquez house. And I think that's oh, really yeah. when I first started to really get to know you yeah. was through then. I think so. It's been a fun, crazy <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Cheryl and I do a lot of things together individually. Some We used to do things with kids, but I think as we've gotten older, it's become more like just girlfriend time and that's been fun like Mm -hmm. Christmas parties and you know drink wine together and dance we always dance together she's one of my dance girls so I love 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 them that so you gotta have people in your inner circle who can take a joke be the joke (laughs) that's really the key be the joke Uh, yeah absolutely (laughs) (laughs) so we are talking about integrity today I chose Cheryl because how I've watched her grow over the past couple years when we think of the word integrity it's showing up for people right and that's easy to do and integrity is who you are when no one's watching but we're going to kind of twist it a little bit and talk specifically of self-integrity and that's really showing up for yourself I think it's easy if you were to ask me to show up, I'm going to be there. But if I tell myself I'm going to show up every morning to do this workout or this Bible study or something, so often I allow things to get in the way, you know, just take a break and then the break lasts three weeks and then it's hard (laughs) to get back on. So self-integrity is really showing up for yourself. And that's why I chose you because I watch your stories all the time on Instagram. But I don't know, do you think this workout journey started really... I feel like it started when we did our first mozzarella together. Yeah, I think I was like four months postpartum. And um, I just, I really wanted to get back in shape. Um, And that was a great Kickstarter. Yeah, I would say around that time in April. Yeah. A year later than we did it and you're like, wait, take my last year picture and take this year picture so we can compare. And so since then, uh, I follow you on Instagram, like I said, and you're up at like 
five in the morning doing workouts. I don't <laughs> know who gets up that early, but you do consistently yeah. and you show up. And that's very inspiring to me because you obviously have benefits from that. So can you tell us what inspires you to get up at five in the morning to do this? Why are you doing this? Um, I get up at five. Well, I actually get up at 430 because <laughs> oh, <laughs> it takes me 30 minutes to actually wake up. <laughs> I have to pump myself up. I can't just hop out of bed at 5. But my goal is to be in the gym at 5 o'clock, like Mm -hmm. going to work. You got to be to work at 8 o'clock. You do everything to prepare to make sure you're there at 8. For me, I do everything I can to prepare. And I'm kind of a slow mover in the morning. But I I like to get to the gym at 5 o'clock because everyone in my house is still asleep. And it's the only time in my day that I have to myself. Mm -hmm. And in order for me to, like I mentioned earlier, being a single parent, I'm their only consistent parent. Mm-hmm. Everything falls on me financially, emotionally. Like, there's just so much. And I can't be there for my children if I'm not okay. Physically, emotionally, spiritually, psychologically, I have to be okay. So for me, that starts out at 5 o'clock in the morning and just taking care of me. And I love working out because I get to play my music as loud as I want to in my gym. You know, I'm I'm by myself those are, you know, two precious hours I have out of 24 hours, you know, to my to myself where it's uninterrupted. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm going through a lot and I've been through a lot. And, you know, not to sound vain, but like, I don't want to look like my problems. <laughs> <laughs> so vanity is a very small part of it. But um, it's really just about being in, in good health, not just physically, but emotionally and and psychologically as well because I have a lot that I have to deal with unexpectedly throughout the day and the future that is to come that I don't know what's going to happen. So I just want to make sure that I'm okay first. Mm-hmm. I love that because, you know, there's truth about we need to take care of ourselves so that we can show up and take care of others well. So when I first asked you to do this category, you were kind of questionable on it. Mm-hmm. Can you share that? Yeah, I've never heard of self-integrity. I know the word integrity, but like self-integrity? And then you explained it to me. It's, you know, showing up for yourself with that same integrity that you have um, in your daily life and with other people. So when I think of self-integrity now, it's, it's me being honest with me and living in a way that aligns with my value system. So that means I don't do anything, I don't go anywhere, and I don't say anything that doesn't align with my values. And like one of my core values is, like I always tell my children, we only say words that are kind, true, and necessary. I only do things that are kind, true, and necessary for myself. I only respond to things that are kind, true, and necessary. So anything negative that may come my way, whether I'm at the grocery store and, you know, there's somebody else coming to get in line, I'm about to get in line too, and they rush in front of me. And I'm like, you know what, I was actually here a little bit before you, but... It's not necessary to respond to that. Mm-hmm. We're all going to leave the grocery store with our food. It doesn't matter. Right. So, you know, just kind of choosing what I respond to and making sure that I'm only responding to things that are kind, true, and necessary. And when I do respond to them, I'm responding with words that are kind, true, and necessary. Yeah, I love that. Have you flipped then? You decided that this is a good category for you? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it's a good category for me. A little bit more about self-integrity I was thinking about is like, you know, I think it may take more of a conscious effort initially to practice self-integrity, but life has a way of teaching you no one is coming to rescue you. 
with guns blazing and a life jacket to pull you out of an overwhelming financial situation that falls solely on your responsibility. No one's coming to pull you out of an unhealthy relationship if you're not physically and mentally prepared to do it yourself. You'll have people to support you, but you still have to take the first initiative. Mm -hmm. You are your own first responder. No one's coming to save you. You have to take that initiative first. And then, of course, make sure you have a good support system with people in your life that align with your values. Is this something that was exemplified in your family? Self-integrity or self-care? Do you think it's something you've had to learn because of the things that you've had to go through? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I never heard of self-care until a few like years ago. I didn't even know that was like a thing. It's like a whole movement. <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't aware of that. I think that's true because... Years ago, if you were to talk about, like, self-care, it was vain or selfish mm -hmm. that, like, your kids and your family or your job or everything should come before that. And if you took time for that, like, you were almost made to feel like it was wrong, where right. it's now flipped to the point where we're like, it is very important for physical, mental, spiritual health to be taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's because we're seeing the benefits of it. It's true. Like, it wasn't years ago talked about, really. Yeah, I don't think so. And if it was, I missed it. <laughs> Maybe because I was busy chasing kids around the park or trying to put fires out in my house. I'm not sure which one it was. But, um, like, it, it's it's self-care is not selfishness. It's not like you're, you're putting yourself first before your family and before your work and before all these other important things. It's putting yourself first because you care about those people, because mm -hmm. you care about your life. And you want to show up as the best part of you. Um, but you can only do that if you take care of you. No one's going to take care of you better than you, mm -hmm. you know. Um, you can have a spouse that will support you in taking care of you, but they can't take care of you. You have to take that initiative. You have to take care of you. Tell us a little bit about your routine in the morning. Does it specifically, or is it just like weights? Or do you use this time as like prayer time or meditation? Or what does that look like for you in the morning to get yourself ready so that you can be your best version throughout the day? Yeah, so it starts with being at the gym at 5 o'clock-ish at the morning. <laughs> and I stay till 7 o'clock-ish. And so during those two hours, I am listening to music. I'm speaking positive affirmations to myself. Like, okay, you can do it one more time. You can do it. I just say a lot of things to myself about how much I love myself. And, you know, today you, um, you are going to be loved by everyone that comes in contact with you. Everyone that meets you and sees you is going to love you. And by no having that mindset, I end up being very happy when I go to the grocery store. I'm out with my kids and I'm smiling at people and I'm I'm receiving what I'm giving mm -hmm. and it ends up being a really good day mm -hmm. so it doesn't mean that I don't have some challenges throughout the day but I'm able to handle those challenges with a positive and healthy mindset so that I don't become overwhelmed or just crumble because I'm having a difficult moment in right. my day so have you found like those days that you've missed that have you seen the difference throughout oh, your day? <laughs> yeah. There's some days I'm like, you know what? There's really no need to go to the gym at, you know, five o'clock in the morning, five days a week. Like, just sleep in. Sure. This is self-care. Like, you need to sleep in. Listen to your body. Take it easy. Don't get out of bed till nine. And then I do that. And my whole day is just like, I'm just grumpy. Mm -hmm. I'm tired. All I want to do is go back to bed. I'm snappy at my kids. Eventually, I, I come out of that. It's not all day, but it just takes me longer to reset. Yeah. 
takes me longer to reset on the days that I'm not disciplined. Do you have specific goals that you set in fitness or in other areas of your life that helps you stay on this path of showing up for yourself? Or is it just something you're just like, I need to do it because it's going to make my day better? But do you, or do you set specific goals for these areas? I do have fitness goals. However, right now I'm really comfortable and happy where I am. Mm-hmm. I don't want to grow any more muscle or lose any more muscle. I just want to be consistent. Yeah. And I would say working out in that journey and, and working out is just really being consistent. Yeah. So even if um, I struggle to get up at 4.30 and get to the gym at 5 o'clock and immediately, sometimes I start that negative self-talk, I don't want to, I don't have to do this, four days is enough, you already want yesterday. I just tell myself, just do it, just be consistent. Even if you go to the gym, and sometimes I don't kill my workout. Like the last two days, I have not killed my workout, but I showed up and I did something. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's just about having that routine and being consistent so that my day is set up the way I need it to be set up. And so I can show up for, like I mentioned before, the people in my life. Yeah. Do you have any tips to help people on this journey? Because when I teach this to my students, if you're trying to, we're going to use fitness because it's always an easy example. If you're saying you have this fitness journey you want to do, but, and you're going to show up for an hour every day at the gym, but you've never even like done a five minute walk daily. The goal is set small, consistent goals, because as you show up for those small goals, you build self-esteem and confidence, then you can make a bigger goal the next time Mm -hmm. and show up and so on and so on. I would say figure out what motivates you the most to be the best you. Make healthy choices mentally, physically with your body and fill your plate with spiritual food. That could be listening to Um, you know, Christian music, being involved in church activities, teaching, leading, or serving in your church in any sort of capacity. Just making sure that you're surrounded by people, places, and things that align with what your goals are. People who are trying to have the same goals as you. Then Mm -hmm. you'll end up talking about it, finding creative ways where you're supporting each other. When I first started working out, I had, I still do, I have a... um, I have a workout buddy and her and I, we work out every morning together. When I say together, she's doing her own thing in the gym. I'm doing my own thing in the gym. Yeah. We have girl talk and it's just fun at this point. Like it's, it's, it's also my girl time too. I yeah. forgot to mention because my girlfriend is there and we catch up about our day, about our children. We have two totally different lives. And this is the only time where we meet up and we see each other yeah. throughout the day. We don't talk much. If it wasn't for working out, her and I would probably rarely see each other we're neighbors too and our girls are friends but um you know that's that's my girl time too and so that's also like my motivation and going oh I get to talk to my friend (laughs) you know and I may not kill my workout that day but I got to see my friend and now I'm happy and also that's also a time where I process some challenges that I'm having too with that friend so align yourself with people that have the same goal as you so we've talked specifically on fitness do you feel like self-integrity or self-care or showing up do you see that now that we've discussed it like in other areas of your life also yeah a couple weeks ago I had a a major incident in my life and it really really knocked the wind out of me and I was like I'm in a funk and it doesn't matter how much I work out or how often I talk to my friend I'm in this situation and I want to stop having these ugly feelings about it. This doesn't align with who I am. This doesn't this doesn't align with where I want to be. And so no one's coming to rescue me from my own mind and my own thoughts. I was like, I have to get out of this. I have to get out of this. And 
and I just kind of made some decisions about the situation and said, okay, this is the situation. There's nothing I can do about it. It's okay to feel how I feel about it. Um, but there's nothing I can do. So my father was basically having a mental breakdown and he was making decisions that just were not sane and that didn't make sense. Like moving, you know, 3000 miles away from family, from people who, who you need right now, you know, and he's in his seventies. And it's just kind of like, I had to just take a step back and say, okay, I can't change what he's going to do. All I can do is support him where he is. Mm -hmm. And once I kind of took that deep breath and just was like, okay, I'm just going to support him and where he is and what he wants to do. So when he does fail or fall, I can be there with him. You know, he doesn't feel like he doesn't have anybody. I can help him make better decisions about what he wants to do instead of trying to tell him what he should be doing and how this is a horrible decision. You know, just be supportive in where he is and what he wants to do to preserve the relationship and also to preserve and calm down my own anxiety about the situation. And that's been very helpful once I kind of let go of trying to control the situation in the way that I wanted it to be. I just accepted it how it was and just supported that person and myself in that situation. Yeah. That was kind of a lot. <laughs> I'm not sure I said it correctly. But, um, yeah, you know, I, I, I had to just, oof, that was tough. That was tough. You shared a little bit about how you are setting an example for your children with the values and I've seen like videos of them coming to the gym with you mm -hmm. and I think there's just consistency and faith like showing up Sundays for church with them are there other ways that you live this out or kind of teach them about integrity so we have a little joke in my house but it's not really a joke <laughs> um, my kids I have four kids and so Sometimes they'll ask me, you know, who do you love the most? <laughs> My response is me. I love me the most. Who do you love the most? I love you the most. No, 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 no. Who do you love the most? Love yourself. Love me too, but love yourself the most. Yeah. So it's an easy question to answer when they say, Mommy, who do you love the most? Me. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, so I'm, I'm teaching, that, teaching them that too. And, um, and, you know, that's something that I wasn't taught and so it's it's something I really want to teach my kids. Love I, yourself. I love that because it's true. It goes back to the whole conversation we had earlier. Like when you were taught to love yourself, it was vain or mm -hmm. conceit. And it's you really have to like love, you know, all the beautifully imperfect flaws that we have. Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't mean that we stay stuck and content. I think we still strive to be better because that's what we're supposed to be doing in different areas of our lives. But I love that. Yeah. I, I love me a lot. I like me, too. I really like me. I'm so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I like you, too. That's, Everyone that, that's why we keep hanging out. I know, right? Like, <laughs> I like me a lot. I love me a lot. And I only have people in my life that love me and like me as much as I like me. If you don't love me as much as I love me, then we can't even be in a, a romantic relationship. Because you got to love me as much as I love me. You have to like me as much as I like me. It doesn't mean liking everything about me because there's things about me I don't like either. Like you were mentioning, it doesn't mean, you know, you're, you're, you're perfect. But just accepting who you are and making sure you have people in your life that accept who you are. And also challenge you without trying to force you to change, I think is important. Yeah, it's true. 
when we're trying to define this whole self-integrity, it really comes down to self-care and self-love and mm-hmm. in, in setting that really as the importance so that we can just go out and love others and live this life to the best that we were created to do. So thank you so much for sharing a little bit of your story. I know we're going to get together and do more of your story another time, but before, because this is a growth podcast, it doesn't have to deal with fitness or self-integrity, maybe something else, but what is something right now that you're just learning or you're trying to grow in? I would say today I am focusing on truly being grateful of everything that I have and making sure that I share everything that I have, no matter what it looks like. Um, For example, I drive a very old SUV and I am so grateful for those 200,000 miles. (laughs) (laughs) And I pray to God it keeps going and I would give anyone a ride anytime. I don't care how inconvenient it is for me because I am so grateful that I have a car and I'm grateful it works. And the way I express that gratitude is by sharing my vehicle. Even if a friend needs to borrow my car because they're moving, they need to put the seats down to put furniture in, here you go. I am grateful for what I have. Everything I have is a gift and I'm happy to share that gift. It's not just for me. And my last question for you today is what is something in this beautifully imperfect life of yours that you are just truly finding joy in this season? I am truly finding joy in watching my children grow and develop into who they are individually. Mm -hmm. It is so much fun to see how different each one is. It is, it just, it's just so fun. And as a mom, I I don't get to be the same with each child. I get to be a little bit different. You Mm -hmm. know, one kid is more playful. One's a little bit more more edgy and you know one is more intellectual so i am able to bond with each child differently and it's just so much fun supporting them and who god has created them to be and it's just it's it's a lot of fun like i love it i love my kids i call them my four little champions Mm, i love that we saw Ian the other day in the youth room and Lee and I about died because we we're like wait that's Ian like little Ian because I still think of him as mm-hmm. and I know they're growing because you know my first baby just graduated so that's just weird but it is fun to watch I think because they all have different personalities mm-hmm. and just to try to love them as who they are and who they're created to be yep so thank you so much for being on my podcast my pleasure If you liked what you heard, please like, share, and subscribe. And join us again next week as we jump into the next attribute. Thank you again for pressing play. I hope you take some time this week to show up for yourself. Remember, you are fearfully and wonderfully made.